Oh, thank you all for tuning in to the 351st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Eros, Daryl D. Lane. I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always. Going to have a great pod for all you guys today. Going to have Scotty Johnson on the podcast to predict... All NBA teams, first, second, and third team for this NBA season. Uh, I recorded this over the weekend at Scotty on, had a great discussion. Changed our lists a little bit because, you know, players like James Harden haven't been playing as well, free throw issues, et cetera, et cetera. Injuries, guys like Dame haven't been playing well. So, so there's a lot of moving, movement, right? John Ranch playing so well. So a lot of movement on our all NBA teams. Uh, but I really enjoyed the conversation. Thought we both did a good job of kind of predicting who we think are going to be the top 15 players for this year because that's what the All-NBA teams are. I'm going to give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads or Facebook group chats, etc., etc. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Daryl Lane. I post three to five minute clips of this podcast right here on YouTube. Easier to consume for you. Also, my syndicate show Outside the Shop is on there as well. Follow me on Twitter, at NightTrain underscore Lane. I'll say it again, at NightTrain underscore Lane. And check on the description below for timestamps if you want to check out certain part of the podcast as opposed to others. It's for your convenience. Specifically, on Spotify, you can uh, go on the timestamps, click on it, and you will go right there. And lastly... If you have Apple or iTunes, then give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right, if you don't like the podcast, then don't say a thing. Not a peep, not a word, not a murmur. Because you know what your mama told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And now it's time for those monologues that my friend Kenny Sim loves so much. Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Giants played on Monday Night Football, and people are now excited because the Chiefs won 20-17. to and at the midway point of the year, the Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four. But since the Chiefs beat the Giants, people are now saying, the Chiefs are back. Can the Chiefs go on a run? Can the Chiefs make the playoffs? Can the Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl? Can the Chiefs even win a Super Bowl? Are the Chiefs still contenders? Chiefs, 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 Chiefs in all positivity. Right now, the Chiefs have the seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl, despite all their struggles. Still, the seventh best odds. By the way, they started number one. The seventh best odds out of 32 teams, I might add. The Chiefs under Mahomes and Reed, yes, they've done a lot to garner and gain and obtain our hope and obtain us saying they're always going to be good, right? Right When you go to three straight AFC championship games, you go to two straight Super Bowls, you have the type of magic that Reed and Mahomes have made together. It does enough to, for lack of a better term, always get the benefit of the doubt. But there's a famous quote that one of the greatest football coaches ever said, Bill Parcells. You are what your record says you are. Right now, the Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four. That is 500. That's not very good. That's on pace for... Last year in the NFL, when there were 16 games, 8-8, eight 9-8, 8-9, eight, eight mediocre season. You want to know what other teams right now in the NFL have a 4-4 four and four record? Take a guess. The Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, the Cleveland Browns, and the Carolina Panthers. That's the class, that's the tier the Chiefs are in right now at 4-4. Four and four. Big sample size, 8 games. These teams... They have rookie QBs, long losing streaks. Not one of those teams, you think to yourself and you say, they can win the championship at the end of the year. They're a dangerous team. The Browns, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Panthers. The Browns are the closest to that. Everybody's ready to kick Baker Mayfield out of town. And look at the Chiefs' wins this year when you dive deeper into it. The Browns, word for them this year, disappointing. The Eagles, a word for them, bad 
Giants, a word for them, bad. Washington, a word for them, bad. They've beaten all the bad NFC East teams. By the way, the NFC East did not have a single team with a winning record in their division last year. And those are the teams the Chiefs are beating up on. We know the Chiefs are not the worst team in the NFL, but they are far from the being the best team in the NFL. Point differential. Your dominance. How you get blown out. How you blow other teams out. Negative 12. This year, in eight games, the Chiefs have been outscored by 12 points. Think about that. This year, in eight games, like I said, big sample size, the Chiefs have been outscored by 12 points. Another football quote I love. The eye in the sky don't lie. I remember when we watched film and players would get undressed. There'd be players who, you know, get knocked down on the line of scrimmage, get pancaked, got exposed because they couldn't make tackles. And these are all the things that happened to the Chiefs this year. Tyron Matthew refuses to tackle. He's not the same. Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, not the same. The offensive line is getting their golden tails whipped in the interior. Patrick Mahomes this year. And this is an interesting stat by ESPN. The Giants played two high safeties on 33 of Patrick Mahomes' 48 passes last night per their coverage and metrics using next-gen stats, right? Mahomes has thrown 209 passes against two high safeties this season. 49 more than any other QB. Against that coverage, Mahomes has five touchdowns to six interceptions. And that's what they're mostly doing against two high safeties. And also, it makes it harder. Specifically when we know, especially when we know, the Chiefs, what do they make their money on? Hill. Deep threat. Extending the field. Vertical. And all these teams now are like, we're not going to let you beat us that way. Everything is always so difficult, so hard for Mahomes. I'm looking at Mahomes. He's running. He's making sidearm throws. He's escaping the pocket. He's throwing across his body 50 yards down the field. Consistently having to make spectacular throw after spectacular throw after spectacular throw. And it's like, that's not sustainable in the NFL. Everything is so difficult. <clears throat> and that's why the Chiefs, even though they beat the Giants 20-17, that's a good start. But that's far from making me think that they're any real threat in the AFC. Far from it. What the Chiefs are right now, they're a bad team. With a really, really special quarterback. After that, what are they? Not very much. And they're going to have a tough schedule. They're going to have to play the Cowboys. They're going to have to play the Packers. They're going to have some tough games. Wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs finished this season under 500. And it shouldn't shock you either. Because after all, this whole year, the Chiefs have been 500. Now I want to get to this. So the Browns and OBJ, specifically when it comes to the Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. relationship. So now there have been reports, right? Will the Browns trade Odell? Will they not? It looks right now they're not going to trade Odell. Odell Beckham's father came out, showed a bunch of plays where Baker's just not throwing it to him despite him being open. Here's what I'm going to say. And this has been a topic of conversation back when I was going to school at John Carroll, right in Cleveland, right? So I feel like I can talk about this. This has always been a conversation since Odell has kind of been there. The relationship between Odell and Baker, why doesn't the connection work? And I think sometimes in sports, people get always focused on, you know, Odell's, he's bad, he's a bad locker room guy, uh, probably not running the right routes. Baker, just not a good quarterback, right? I think those are simplistic terms that we can use. I, I think here's just a deeper thing and the more realistic thing. And maybe this isn't the hot, sexy take, but I think this is the right, responsible take in life. Right? Sometimes things just don't click. Sometimes in life, everything can feel right with somebody, with something. Nothing can be wrong. And vice versa, there can be times where nothing feels right. There's nothing that clicks. And this doesn't have to mean you hate the person, dislike the person. It can mean just for whatever reason, reason you can't get on the same page. Here are a few important relationships in your life. When you meet your soulmate, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, etc. Right? When you meet your friends, best friends, uh, friends, co-workers, people you work with, communicate on a daily basis to achieve uh, your career goals. Teachers, right? People you have to work with in that capacity. College, high school, middle school, elementary school. Boss, employee, relationship. All important relationships that all of you out there probably had throughout your life. Unless you've never had a relationship, never been friends with anybody, never worked anywhere. I would assume most of you have. In all those situations, why, and they're all very different relationships, by the way, but why they work, 
or don't work, uh, it's often, sometimes, and I think people that are listening, you can attest to this. I know, I sure can. Sometimes things just don't work out. You try really hard to meet the standards of what a teacher wants you to do. It just doesn't work for whatever reason. The way that teacher conveys what they're trying to teach you doesn't come through. And there are other teachers that you probably had that you love and admire and adore that the way they conveyed it to you, it really clicked. And you excelled under them. And it doesn't mean the way one teacher did it was right or wrong. It's just the way it is. Some people click with others and some people don't. You can't be friends with everybody. You can't fall in love with everybody. You can't work with everybody. Might not be the best thing in the world for me to say, right? But that's just a fact of the world we live in. This is why when new coaches come in all the time, right? College, pro, whatever. You always hear the term, they want to get their own players and recruit their own players. When there's a new owner, get my own coach. Get my own general manager. When there's a general manager, get my own coach. Build my own culture. These are terms that are used, quite frankly, in the sports world when it comes to coaches, GMs, and owners. Throughout every level, right? They want to get their own people in. And why do they want to get their own people in despite how good somebody prior to them being there did? Because it's fit. It's if they see things the way, uh, if you see things the way they do. And maybe you don't. And you can be really, really good at your job. But if you don't see things the way they see it, then it can't work out. Maybe they don't want you then. Take, well, let's just use Player X, for example. Player X can be cut by a team. And let's say he was a pro bowler, or let's say traded. And the reason he's traded, it's not because he wasn't good, like I said, just made the Pro Bowl. Or the All-Star game. And it's not that Player X isn't good. Like I said, it's not that he's not good. It's just that he doesn't fit the culture. In fact, Player X could be great. He could be amazing. Let's say he's All-Pro. All-NBA. Hall of Famer. Doesn't fit the culture, though. Doesn't fit the system. The philosophy. The continuity. The culture that they're trying to make and provide doesn't fit them anymore. But they can fit someplace else and still excel someplace else. You just can't excel here because they can't provide what we are looking for. Could Baker be missing his reads? Yes, I'm sure he is. Maybe he doesn't trust Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's probably part of it. And maybe, you know, Odell could do a better job too in this situation. I don't think it's all on Baker. I think in these relationships, they're reciprocal. They're 50-50. But at the end of the day, it's not working out. It's not clicking. It never has clicked. Baker has been better. And this is one of the most damning things I can ever say. Baker Mayfield has been better when Odell Beckham has not played as opposed to when he's played. Odell Beckham, in my opinion, is the top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Make that make sense. I'll wait. Oh, but wait. You just can't make that make sense. And we can go vice versa. Why does Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams work so well? Why is it so, such a special connection? Because they just really click at an extremely high level. And Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham are at the extreme end of that. On the low end of the spectrum, they just don't click at all. And sometimes that's just the way it is. Could be. Nobody's doing anything that wrong. It just couldn't work out. And cut up next into the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Scotty Johnson on to predict our All-NBA first, second, and third teams for this NBA season. Cut up next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. back with barbershop sports talk and we have my brother scotty johnson how you doing scotty i'm doing great bud how are you i'm doing absolutely fantastic so what me and scotty are gonna do today is we're gonna do all nba teams first second third team maybe at the end we can get into some honorable mentions i didn't really do an honorable mention list i don't know if you did but we can kind of talk about some guys who Kind of maybe just missed that top 15, but uh, could easily uh, be in there if you want to at the end. But first, I want to ask you, is this, Scotty, 
as you're doing your All-NBA teams, and I know the season's already started, we're about five to six games, how much did you change your list during that process? Because I changed my list a lot. Were there any surprises for you as you were doing the list, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, everybody who I thought would be, you know, where they're at typically is where they're supposed to be at. So, um, my, I ain't going to fade. I don't have an honorable mention, but there were some guys that I think that might end up making my list that, that I left off. No, that's fair. I, I would agree with you, too. There's going to be... Because the thing is, right now, like, and I'm as I'm doing the list, I'm thinking, like, Okay, this guy might miss it. This guy might miss it. Uh, because the league is as deep as it's ever been. Yep. Like, if you think about it, like, I'm just going to give out an arbitrary name right now. Like, let's say LaMelo Ball is the 30th best player in the NBA. Does that sound reasonable to say LaMelo Ball is the 30th best player in the NBA? Yeah. Like, LaMelo Ball is, like, really freaking good. That's He's one of the people I think he might be. He might make third team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, LaMelo Ball might be, like, the third is third best player in the NBA. But, like, he is super good. Like, that's just how deep the league is right now. It's fantastic, and it's crazy. Yeah, I never. And, this, and you know, it's going through, like, you know, kind of like how it was, i say, towards the end of the 2010 decade, where, like, or, like, at the beginning of it, it was still like a few older teams left and like the league went young and now the league is like it's like in the middle now the young guys are like becoming like the vets and it's new faces and it's in good hands if you ask me but this is going to be like it's going to be deep like this for like the next few years I completely agree there were even a guy like Jamal Murray like Jamal Murray wouldn't be in my he's not going to be in my all, all NBA none of the top 15 spots I don't think he's going to be in years but Jamal Murray's a guy who was going through playoff series a couple of years ago, averaging forty a game. Like so, that just shows you how deep uh, and fantastic the league is, and how many like great basketball players there are. So first, I'll let you have the floor for your All NBA first team. Okay, so my first team, my point guard, I got Steph Curry, MVP caliber season last year, averaged about like thirty two. Points, let his team in scoring, almost let his team to the playoffs, but you know you can't do things by yourself. So I got Steph, my point guard. At my two, I got LeBron. I think LeBron was on points to have an MVP season last year till he got till he got hurt. He was averaging around like twenty six, seven and seven. Typical LeBron year. So but through the injury we didn't get a chance to see like how it would have finished great. And so far like these two, the, the first two people I named, LeBron and Steph, have been playing well. Um, I got Kate, Kevin Durant, and my small forward. KD's been being, you know, KD, averaging about like 25, 26. Slight, nothing, nothing really like too major though. Like Kevin Durant's just been Kevin Durant. I don't think, I don't think he's gonna be like in, cause in talks of the MVP, unless like he picks it up. But lately, he's just been doing, you know, he's just been doing typical KD. But I think he's gonna make first team. And at the forward, I got the defending champion. And in MVP, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo. And his numbers, he, he just off. He's he, the league is going to be his for like the next like probably like five six years. Oh, Giannis has next, right? Giannis has next. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about consecutive finals. You know those every year, but Giannis is definitely going to be something to reckon with in the East. The, the team to be in the East is going to be Milwaukee for a long time, for the next at least four years. Uh, you know his numbers 28 11 and like six or seven so that's that's off the chain and then i got your boy your favorite center at the time uh reigning mvp league mvp the joker and the joker's numbers he's one of the guys i i typically ain't a big fan of his game but i do recognize i respect real and i re- real recognize real he not only is the, does the numbers speak for this, so 25, 26, and like the same with like the boards, probably like eight, nine boards and like seven or eight assists for a big. That's great. I'm not sure what the numbers are totally, but it's around there for sure. And you know, he, 
he he elevates every year. That's one thing I can't say. He elevates every year. And he's physical. So that's my first team. Steph Curry, LeBron, KD, Giannis, and Joker. Now, Scotty, you, you want to guess how somewhere you think our list is? I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, probably about like 7. And 7 means you, so you think it's going to be very similar? I think it's going to be similar. Okay, I, I'm going to have a couple shockers because uh, there's two people you mentioned. And, and I'll say this just for transparency. We agree on Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Giannis. So that means <laughs> there's two people that are off the first team. Uh, so Trey Young at point guard for me, Steph Curry at shooting guard, Kevin Durant at small forward, Giannis at power forward, and I have Anthony Davis at center. Uh So, Trey Young. I'll start with Trey Young. Obviously, Scotty, I think you've known this. I've been a Trey Young critic. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, you've been the biggest fan of Trey Young. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. I, I've started to change my tune. I think that I have uh, been disrespectful and neglectful to Trey Young as a talent. Uh, and we've had conversations about this, and something you've always said is what's the difference between him and Luka? Luka just averages more rebounds. There's really not that much of a difference. And actually, if you look at their games, I don't think Luka's that much better of a passer. I mean, they're both great passers. Uh, I don't know who you think is the better passer, but I'd say it's relatively the same. I get Luka's bigger. But neither of them are great defensively. Uh, I guess Luka could be better defensively, but that's just not bearing it out right now. Uh, in terms of scoring, I mean, Trey Young's a better shooter than Luka as well. And if you do look at the team success... Uh, Trey Young's actually had more team success last year, getting to the conference finals, taking the Milwaukee Bucks to six games. And you can say, oh, he did it in the East. Oh, he did it in the East. But uh, a lot of people weren't picking the Hawks to beat the Knicks. And I know nobody was picking the Hawks to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And, Scotty, you know, I give tremendous credit when you can win a series when you don't have the best team. And that is surely what happened with Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. But I think they're going to have a really good regular season, first of all. That's why I think Trey's going to make All-NBA. Uh, he's going to be good for 30, 10, and uh, whatever a night, right? Like, Trey's just going to be good for that. I think the Hawks, we saw how they took off when Nate McMillan became the guy. I think that's going to bear out, and they should be a top four to two, a top four to top three seed in the East. And if they're doing that, they're pushing in the 50s, right? I think when you add that winning, you add in the statistics, like, right? Ops uh, three-point shooting percentage a little bit, like, uh, just starts to become more efficient, and they're winning, I, I don't think you can deny him off of the first team, personally. Uh, so that's my logic for Trey. At And again, this doesn't mean I think he's better than somebody like Luka. I, I just think that's how it's going to end up playing out. Because let's also remember, uh, Kevin Durant wasn't on any All-NBA teams. Neither was James Harden. Both of those guys, I think people would say, were top 15 players in the league last year. Uh, so next for me, Steph Curry. Uh, I think of that Jay-Z song that was on 2K. Uh, it's like, let me reintroduce myself. That, that's what I think about Steph. Steph has been disrespected. I think Steph has fallen in the wayside. Uh, supreme shooter, what he does when the ball is in his hands. It's fantastic. He's already lighting it up this year. Uh, was lighting it up last year. I think we're going to see the Warriors have a big bounce back year, particularly when Clay gets back. They also have some pieces where they can make a trade and get somebody else in addition. And I think... That's going to give him enough to be all NBA first team. And then you have Kevin Durant. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on that. We know what Kevin Durant is. I think he's the best player in the NBA. Uh, he can do everything on the court. I know Brooklyn's struggling a little bit right now. But at the end of the day, I think both of us believe Brooklyn should be a top four seed and be and have around 50 wins. As long as, and as long as Kevin Durant's not hurt, I think he should be playing uh, 75% of their games, 80% of their games. I think he should have enough for all NBA first team. Giannis. Uh, the the Bucks might Giannis might play around and get another MVP. That's how well Giannis is playing. With Giannis being the best two play player in the NBA, uh, that should lead him lend him to being uh, first team at power forward as one of the forward spots. Uh, and as you mentioned, right, Giannis is good for 28, 13, and six, 50 percent shooting a night. And uh, when you have that, and the three point percentage keeps upticking every year, so we should see another uptick in that. The Bucks. I don't know what you think. First seed this year? I mean, that's pretty likely. So I think that's like clockwork for Giannis being uh, first team. And then Anthony Davis. Uh, I think for the Lakers to be where they, to go where they need to go, Anthony Davis needs to kind of 
have an MVP season. He, he might not need to be the best player on the team, right? If you think it's LeBron or Anthony Davis, whatever, but he needs to have the best season on that team. I think eventually uh, the Lakers are going to have to shift him more towards center uh, for their lineup to be better with Russell and LeBron and just in terms of how all the shooting is going to work. And uh, while I do love Joker, uh, I think Anthony Davis, if he plays most of the games, I think the impact he has on both ends of the court is enough to get him get him at uh, first team. So what are your thoughts on that, Scotty? You said you're not shocked? Yeah, I'm not shocked you have LeBron in your first name. We're going to get to that. Uh, I pretty much, yeah, it was around the same, kind of. Wait, wait, oh, wait, you're so, you wait, repeat that again, you're not shocked. Yeah, I'm not shocked you didn't have LeBron in your first name. Oh, okay, I just want to make sure. Would you I'm be shocked, shocked if I didn't have him on any of the teams? Would you have him on any of the teams? I'm, so, I'm just asking, how shocked would you be? Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, 100%. I'd be probably pulling my hair off. Is it is it reasonable for me to not have him first team? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would have him on first team because LeBron is like LeBron doesn't show no signs of slowing down. Like they first game this season, bro, he looked at easily like the one of at least the top five, top ten for sure. But I call him top five. I think that once they get going, I think they're gonna they're gonna shop. They're gonna change some stuff. And my thing for LeBron, too, Scotty, is, you know, we saw he missed, he's already missed a game so far this year. The reason he wasn't on the All-NBA team, All-NBA All NBA first team uh, last year was because of injury. I don't know if LeBron's going to have the sheer number of games needed for that. Okay. I think that's where I'm going with this. Uh, and I don't know if the Lakers, because right now the Lakers are also right now, I think partly with all NBA, partly I value do value winning as well. I don't know if the Lakers are going to end up being where they need to be either in the standings for him to garner uh, where uh, the, what it would be for the first team. Because right now for me, I mean, I guess you could put him at shooting guard. I mean, I view him as a forward personally. So, I mean, if Kevin Durant and I have Giannis there, I mean, there's not really much I can do. I mean, I guess I could put him, put him, uh, I had a tray, but I think the Hawks could very easily finish as a top three seed. I could see the Lakers... Right now, the, right now, the way the Lakers look, the Lakers could be a sixth seed or a seventh seed again. So I, I do want to be careful about that as well. But we can go to the second uh, team. Who, who do you have for your second team? Okay, I got um, John Morant, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid. I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with Trey. I like Trey's game because of his frame and his body size. He's not supposed to be technically doing what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, the, the game against um, Wednesday against the Pelicans, he had like he went to the free throw, like thirteen free throws, sixteen free throws in between that range, and scored. Ended up, I think, finishing with like thirty. And that's, you know, people always have that like that notion of like this generation couldn't play back then. I always argue that certain players can. I do think Trey Young might eventually grow up to be one of the players that we look back and say he could have played in any era because he's a he people underestimate his score. He knows how to get to the basket. That's because of his speed and quickness. And then not you already mentioned what he did in the playoffs because he was in your first team, so you know. You mentioned what he did in the playoffs last year. And I think I said on your show before, they were favored to lose all the series that they were in. Including the one they lost to the Bucks, they were favorite to lose, and they took them to six. It would have been seven if he didn't. I feel like he didn't get hurt. So I got. I think this year they're gonna. He's gonna be like around that same like area, about twenty five ish, between twenty five and thirty a game, around like 10, 10 assists, eight between eight ten assists. I think he's gonna do the same. So, and I but I think by them being in the East, I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think they're a championship team. Yeah, not yet. Not if Brooklyn and Milwaukee play, you know, play how the way they're supposed to play. So, definitely a top four, top five seed in the East, but I'm not giving him, like, you know, like the, the title runs yet. But I do think he's going to have, like, one of those type of seasons. I got John Morant. I think Josh, John, people compare John and Zion during their draft, you know, during their draft class. And a lot of people thought that 
Zion was going to turn out to be a better player, but so far, Jai has been the most, you know, durable, more healthier, consistent, you know, gets better every year. And he's a leader. That young man is a leader. And how he's, in fact, how he's affected winning. I just do want to say this, too. Since he's been there his rookie year, they're in the play-in game against Portland. Uh, and they were the eighth seed for most of the year his rookie year. We had the re- uh, the weird COVID shutdown, uh, you know, whatever you make of that situation. They lose to Portland in the play-in game. The next year, they're the ninth seed. They beat Steph Curry and the Warriors in the playoff game, play-in game and ended up being the eighth seed. So he's had them in contention, a young team in contention. While the Pelicans, we've made a lot of what they should be. And since Zion's been there, they've had Ingram, All-Star, uh, Lonzo, very talented player. Uh, combined with Zion, that should be enough. I believe also Drew Holiday was there for a point as well. And not even close to sniffing the playoffs. So just want to put that out there. You can go. Yes, impact on winning is incredible. That's and that comes with being a leader. So I got I think John, and so far he is having he's one of the ones that's having a breakout season. So I think he's definitely gonna make either second or third for sure. And then, you know, Luca I ain't really gotta say too much about Luca. We all we all know what Luca is, his potential, his ceiling. I think he's gonna I think when they were making the um seventy five NBA player list, I was watching the um, Shannon Sharp podcast association, he had Mark Jackson on it. Mark Jackson was saying he thinks Luca's going to be a top 75. It's all said and done. He has that much potential. And Luca's in the West. He got drafted in the West. And when you get drafted to the West, it's hard to win. That's why John Morant is respected the way he's respected. Same with Luca. They got their team to the playoffs in like their first or second years, you know, being in, with their organization. So that's that impact on winning you can't ignore. And then by them being young, you know, it's only going to get better. And we all know his numbers. He's going to be around like like 28, 30, 8 and 8. So, 7 and 7, some, somewhere around there. So, But the Mavs are, are struggling, but they struggled at the beginning of the last season. They caught it, they caught it back. So, I think they're going to do the same thing. Um, Anthony Davis, both power forward. I think AD, to me, he was, they always said this. I said this multiple times on your show and off your show. To me, in 2020, he was the best player. He was the best player in the bubble. Stat wise, and just with the eye test, he did literally everything besides playmate. But you know, you know how people are. LeBron, you know, they give the credit to LeBron. But AD personally was like my favorite player in the bubble of 2020. Last season was his, was it his best season? I think it was due to the fact that he was playing through injury. Same with LeBron, they both were playing through injury, and they didn't want that negative um, backlash from the media to you know they didn't want that portrayal of them not wanting to play. And last season wasn't his best, but I think he's going to bounce back. This year, he's not been playing way better. Kind of liked how he played his first year in L.A. So he just keep this up. I think he's going to make second team, and the Lakers are going to catch it to it. They're they in a bad spot right now, but I think they're eventually they're going to catch it. They're going to turn it around, and they're going to start winning. This is how Miami started when LeBron first formed the victory with Chris Bosh and D-Wade. Even with Cleveland, with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Like, it takes a minute for a big three to normally jail. And with them, by them having... Not even just the big three, but just the whole new roster switch. It's going to take time for them to get adjusted. And then, you know, I got my big man, Embiid. I think Embiid started off, you know, like, people, he rubbed people the wrong way, but I feel like I like the, how the way he's matured, maturing. They're, they're going through a lot in Philly right now, but I do think Philly's going to be a force to reckon with when it comes to playoffs, to the playoffs. I think by them losing how they lost last year, they're going to keep them, it's going to keep them motivated. And how the way they're approaching things, the Ben Simmons situation is kind of like it's still there, but how the way they've been playing is kind of like not, you know, it's showing that it's not affecting them that much. I, I can't say that they moved on from it, but Embiid is still playing like an all-star caliber player. Numbers went down a little bit, but I think they're going to go up once eventually the season, you know, progresses. And that was my second team. Yeah, our second teams, how different do you think our second teams are, Scotty, actually? This one probably way different because our first team is different. I bet you LeBron in this one. Yes, he got Kawhi in there somewhere. Oh, uh, uh, as a uh, side note, Kawhi is not on any of them. Okay, okay, good. Okay, great. He ain't on any of my needs. I'm not expecting Kawhi to play this year, too. I, I do also do want to say that. I'm not expecting Kawhi to play. If I was expecting Kawhi to play, then Kawhi would be, yes, Kawhi would be, Kawhi might Find his way on my All NBA first team, but he. I, I, 
Yeah, so I'm not. I just want to make that clear. I'm not expecting Kawhi to play. Uh, LeBron is in there. The only similarity we have with the second team is Luka Doncic. Uh, I'll start with my fir- my first guard, Damian Lillard. Uh, right, Dame can make a claim besides Steph Curry that he is the best point guard in the NBA. I know Dame's gotten off to a slow start. He's at 19. Point seven assists, 7.6 assists to be exact. But I expect him to get it going as the season goes on. I mean, I don't think anybody thinks the Blazers are going to miss the playoffs, right? Like, you think the Blazers are going to make the playoffs, right? I don't know. Oh, really? Really? Absolutely, yeah. Boyle's been struggling, bro. Dane's always been Dane, but I think it's going to take more for them to just, I think it's going to take more than just, you know, one man, you know. CJ, CJ been stepping up too. Really, CJ been their best player so far the first couple games. But I agree. I think he's going to catch it eventually. Well, I'm, I'm expecting Dame to catch it. Well, if that happens, if they don't end up being in the top eight, then this all goes to hell and Dame will not be on the All-NBA uh, <laughs> second or third team. He won't. I'm just telling you right now. He won't. If they miss the playoffs, he won't because then they're going to talk about wins and if Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz, then Donovan Mitchell is going to get start getting conversation for a guard spot and whatnot. So, uh if that happens, Dame's off. But I'm expecting that uh, the Blazers to make it and Dame to be around 28 uh, and 8, right? Uh, shooting 40% from three, uh, doing what he normally does. For me at my other guard spot, Luka, we have similarity there. See, in the Luka, I was very close to putting him on the first team. I had to try. It just, I, I don't see the wins coming. Uh, and the defense, too. I think if also Luka was better on defense, and if Luka could at least be like league average on defense, too, that would make me want to pit him ahead of Trey. But I'm just, right now, like, I don't think the Mavs are going to be a top four seed. I think they're going to be a bottom four seed. The defense is still porous, uh, to say the best. So I, I can't justify putting him up too much higher. Uh, and then we have LeBron. I think I've already stated what I think about LeBron. Obviously, I think LeBron's top five player in the NBA, but I don't think he's going to play the sheer volume of games mostly to where I could put him as an all-NBA first teamer. And then at four, uh, my other forward spot, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. I I think we're going to see a a big year from Jason. This is kind of a a lifeline for me. This is like I'm going out on a limb right here. Uh, Celtics haven't been super stellar to start the season, but I think we're going to see Jason take another leap. And if he can be a guy who's giving you close to 30 a night, Right, which I think is something he's highly capable of doing in this league, highly capable of doing in this league. Then, uh, and obviously he's already a great perimeter defender. Then he can be All NBA second team, and he can get one of those top ten spots. And then, as my center, at my center, I'm gonna go with Nikola Jokic. Uh, Nikola could easily be uh, over Anthony Davis for my my center. Uh, I took into account defense, and I also took into account that I think. Anthony Davis. I, I think we're going to see a maximum Anthony Davis this year. I also think people are going to have a little bit of Nicola withdrawal from his season last year as well. So that's my All NBA second team. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, as far as um, as far as Luca. I think that the defense, though, like I feel like, see, you feel like he plays. I feel like he, he is the average. Like, because most most people in the league don't play. There's only a few like defenders, so I think I think he do play average. And I feel like once he's like, what's this like his third season, fourth season? Once he gets to like maybe like six or seven, it's gonna be like better, kind of like Devin Booker in a way. Yeah, I think Luca's a little bit worse than average. I think Luca's a negative on defense. But I think they're gonna catch it, Dame. Um, yeah, Dame ain't been looking too good, bro. I ain't gonna lie. He was on my. I, I was thinking about putting him on my second team, but after how the way the season, how the way the season been looking, like I said, like McCullum been their best player, bro. And I don't know it's because like they're you know like season just started as slow. Like I don't know what's going on, but I think that I think that whatever they're going through, they're gonna they're gonna have to change it. But I think I believe in Dame. I, I do think he's gonna catch it. I really have too much to disagree with that, except for the LeBron one, but you know how I feel about LeBron. <laughs> That's true. Scotty's from Cleveland, after all. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into All-NBA third team. Kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk.
Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Scotty Johnson with us doing All-NBA teams, All-NBA third team time. So, Scotty, I'll give you the floor for your All-NBA third team. Okay, so my third team, at point guard, I got Damian Lillard. Two guard, I got Jimmy Butler. At my three, I got Paul George. My four, I got Jason Tatum. And then at my five, I got Rudy Gobert. Now, Dame, we just talked about Dame for the uh, second, during the second um, team. He was on your second team. But he was he made it on my third. He was one of the ones where, like, I had to make a change because I, I haven't liked what I've been seeing from Portland these first, you know, couple games. But I do, we talked about, like, how do believe they're going to switch it around. I think he's going to switch it around. They're going to win a few more, especially with the new coach they got in Chauncey Billups. I think eventually they're going to start winning. Do I think they're going to be like any title contenders? No, but they're going to play like, for the most part, winning basketball. They're going to go to the playoffs. So that's why I had Dane. And he's a perennial all-star. You know, he's going to be does. And he's my point guard. And my two guard, I got Jimmy Butler. Um, you're a big fan of Miami. You love how the, you always talk about Miami. Um, I think Jimmy's having gonna have one of them seasons again. Where last year, I feel like by them playing in the finals last year, they had to play like, and then them switching back to you know like normal scheduling. How the NBA really works. I think that's why they struggled a little bit last year. But I think this year they look with the new. You know they got an addition. They added the addition of Kyle Lowry. I think that that's you know helped them a little bit too. And it's that same now the way they're playing now it's kind of like that it gives you like that same feeling of watching them during the uh, 20 season before the bubble or even like during the bubble as well just the 2020 season in general I think he's gonna you know he's one of he's an underrated two-way player in the league and they're the people that talk about his impact on winning and just his impact on being like a team leader so I think JB's gonna be you know on the third team Paul George by them not having Kawhi He's their number one option. So he's going to be kind of similar to, like, the Indiana Pacers, Paul George. I feel like he's been living up. He's been playing, like, how the way he's posted a number one, you know, option should be playing. And by the Clippers being in the West, and they become a top four, top five seed, I think he's going to be, like, you know, 13. And then I got Jason Tatum. Boston, I don't know what's going on in Boston. I was a big fan of Boston a couple years ago when they had Kyrie or and Kimba, like eventually they moved on from Kyrie to Kimba, but they just haven't, you know, been able to get it together. They haven't been able to click. A lot of people projected Boston and Brad Stevens to be championship contending um, teams these last couple of years, and they only been to the finals. I mean, the conference finals once. That was in 2018. So, but I do think Jason Tatum is going to have a great year. He's going to be an All Star again around like the 25, 30 a game mark. And right now the Celtics look okay, but. I don't think, you know, they're going to have to turn it, like, they're going to have to get it together in order to be, like, championship contender. contender. They got the good coaching. They have a great system. They just got to, you know, execute, and hopefully everything falls in their favor. And then I got Rudy Gobert at my center because, say what you want, I, I know he's not the biggest offensive threat, but the guy on defense is amazing. The reason why Utah can win, can be winners every year, not just because of Donovan Mitchell or their system and the coaching, Mainly because of Rudy Gobert. Like, teams can't score against against Rudy. Like, a lot of teams aren't going to score that much. So, and, you know, he's going to get – he's not going to be a 20-point uh, per game center, but he's going to be, like, around, like, a 16-13 and 13 guy. Around, like, averaging about three, four blocks a game. And you need that to play winning championship basketball in the future. And the thing about Utah is they're young. They're pretty much got the same team every year since they got Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. It's been pretty much the same team, so – I think that this year would be one of their years to do it if they can do it. I know I think I feel like I say that every year, but I feel like this year for sure would be like their year if they were to do it. So for uh, that's an interesting third team. For my third team, we're actually fairly similar. Uh, I have John Morant at point guard, Bradley Beal at shooting guard, small forward Jimmy Butler, power forward Chris Middleton, and Center, Joel Embiid. So, so that's mine. So I'll, I'll go by the rationale. So for me, a job, obviously, if we did this before the season, job would not have been in my 
All-NBA first, second, or third team, but my man is averaging 30, and he is balling out right now. So I'm conservatively going to pet Ja at 13. Conservatively. Uh, he's been phenomenal, and I think the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are looking right now like they're, they're going to be a playoff team. Ja's going to make sure they're a playoff team. Uh, for Bradley Beal and the Wizards, right now the Wizards are 3-1, and 4-1 and one right now. Uh, Bradley Beal's averaging 21 a game. I think that's going to start to uptick as the season goes by. I think Bradley Beal's probably been one of the most underrated guys the last few years because Washington just hasn't been that good. Uh, but I think as he starts getting up to 25, 26, 27 a game as the season goes on, that's going to be enough to get him in All-NBA contention. And I think the Wizards are going to have a pretty good year where this year they're trying to impress Bradley Beal, and I think we could see them sneak in as a 7th and 8th seed again. Then as we go to the other forward spots, uh, Jimmy Butler, I, I'm very high on the Heat. Uh, right now they're like 4-1-2. and one, two. Uh, I think they could have one of the best records in the NBA. Jimmy uh Jimmy's a guy who can give you, he, Jimmy's good for 21, 6, and 7 like a night and plays great defense, and he does so much little things that don't show up in the box score, and he's just a winner, man. Jimmy is just a winner. Whatever it takes to win, that is Jimmy freaking Butler. And then at forward, my other forward, Chris Middleton. I think the Bucks are probably going to have the number one record in the East and maybe the NBA. So if that's the case, I think that's enough. If Chris Middleton is giving you pretty good defense. He's giving you... 20 and 7 a night. Uh, I think that's pretty good. I think it's going to be enough to get him uh, all NBA 13 votes. And at center, Joel Embiid. This is just, you know, you have Anthony Davis as my first team joker as my second, and Joel as my third. Rudy just missed the cut. But I also was conservative here with Joel. Uh, I don't expect him to play every single game uh, because he's never done that throughout his career. So that's just the fact of the matter there. But when Joel's right, he's as good as anybody. Uh, I also think. It's very interesting to see how the Ben, ben Simmons drama affects uh, the rest of the Sixers, so I kind of put them down a little bit because of that, too, in terms of the win-loss column. So that's my All-NBA third team. What do you think, Scotty? I like the third. I ain't really had too much disagreement with that. I can see the third because, like I said, I wanted to go change. John probably would have been off my list, too, going off before the season started. But, you know, the, the guy just been, it's been amazing to watch. Um, Jimmy, you know, I... I couldn't agree less with how you said Jimmy is definitely like winning, doing whatever it takes to win. He's gonna do it. He's a monster. He's gonna do it. He's not even gonna be the best. He's not gonna be your best score, your best scorer. But one night, but he might be your best rebounder. Might not be the best rebounder. But he might be the best defender. Might, might might not be the best defender. But he's gonna be the, the leading scorer. Like whatever whatever the game calls, he's gonna do it. So, you need ten assists. They'll get you ten assists. So, quickly, just in terms of guys who missed the cut, very interesting. We didn't name James Harden, and obviously we both mentioned, uh, you know, obviously the season's already started. Is the free throw troubles the reason why you're not mentioning him either, Scotty? No, I think, like, it's just how the way he's been playing in general. Like, he hasn't been playing. Now, like I said, once the season, like, you know, once we get to, like, in the middle... I do think he's going to catch it. I believe it. I believe so. He just had a good game yesterday. They lost, but I think. But no, they beat the Pacers. Oh, they beat? Okay, they won. Oh, yeah, he had a good game. He had a good game yesterday, so. And that was a James Harden game, but it was against, it was against the Pacers, though, so. I want to see him do that against, you know, like a, a team that's, that's challenging, more so. But I don't think the free, I think it's just, the free throw thing is, uh, it plays a part in it because he's, I think it's muscle memory. Like, he used to, He's used to taking it to the rack and making the contact and getting the call. By that rule being eliminated, it's hard for him to do it. But I mean, he got he shot what got to the free throw lines how many times yesterday? Let's see, he got. I think he said he shot eleven free throws yesterday. So, like, yeah, no, he shot sixteen. He shot nineteen free throws. Like it was sixteen and nineteen. So he still got to the free throw line around the same like amount of times he usually get to it. It's just I think it's just he's. Yeah, it's just building up the confidence. I think he's going to get there. But 
it's just Brooklyn's team. Like, and he's been playing so far. He's been playing. But James Harden, you know, he did the hamstring messing with him. I hope, I hope it gets better and he stays healthy. That way, you know, it'll better their chances of winning. But so far, you know, I don't think, you know, he ain't been playing like the James Harden that we used to see him. But I think he's going to catch it. I think if we do another one, he's going to be on, like, at least the second team for sure. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that uh, figures it and settles itself out. So other guys who I had just missing the cut, cut uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, just to name a few, are all guys who you know could easily find their way on this list. But, you know, somebody has to be off. Um, I do want to say one thing. Um, a few players. I want to name more. I left off Chris Middleton on my list. He wasn't on any of mine. I think Chris Middleton, he's a winner for sure. But I don't think he's like that. I don't think he's like that guy. I feel like if you give Chris Middleton his own team, I don't think they'll be that great. So, like, he he just missed, he missed it. Um, but I think he could catch it. I think he's another one that can catch it. He might, he, can, he might easily slip into my top, into my third team once the season progress. Um, LaMelo Ball. He's been off to a great start. He had the best game against Miami last night, but it was against Miami. That's defense. Jimmy Butler, I need that. You know, come here. Uh, but I think Lamelo. I think he's gonna be. You know, he's gonna play better. He's gonna get better, and eventually he's gonna be on third team. And by next year, he should be an All Star. And another one, um, the um, Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns. He's been playing like how he's supposed to have been playing, but and they're winning. I think they only lost like one game. Yeah. Timberwolves are the second seed in the West right now. So be on the lookout for that. If they keep that together, then be on the lookout for Carter Cat to, to make his way back into that that top that top ten, top five center conversation. Top ten for sure, but top five. So I think that's about it, Scotty. Scotty, thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I know. Thank you, man. It's always a pleasure to come on here. Thank you for having me. Uh, love talking sports with you. And, yeah, hopefully let's see how this, you know, how the season progresses. Yeah. And once again, I want to thank Scotty Johnson for coming on the podcast. Always appreciate when Scotty can come on. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 351st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.